0: well good morning everybody welcome to those of you who are joining us live uh it is an early early morning (laughs) a friday so thank you so much for setting aside time for to be here live so uh for those of you listening to the recording every friday morning we do um a live teaching call it is the friday morning leaders call so the intent and purpose behind this teaching call is really to focus on um leadership items such as being a good leader of yourself as well as helping others uh, in a leadership role or fashion. So uh, today we're going to be talking about self-discipline. So uh, to be honest, I am surprised as I look at the dashboard here that there are so many people joining us on the life call because this idea of discipline, especially self-discipline um gosh, most people just don't enjoy that, right? I mean, be honest. When I say the word discipline, does that like light your heart up on fire? Yeah, probably not, right? Um, some people look at it as a dirty word like, oh, it's something I have to do, right? Um, however, it's a price that must be paid if we're going to be successful, Okay, all successful people have learned how to be self-disciplined. So uh, let me just clarify what the self means in self-discipline. So when you are self-disciplined, that means you don't need an outside person or force telling you you have to do X, Y, and Z. So if you think about it, when you're, when you're a child, you have people in your life, typically adults, um, in one form or fashion whether they're in your home or in school or in the community who are telling you hey it's time to get up hey uh, this is these are the clothes that we wear right so they tell you everything about your life so that as you're growing up what they're doing is they are disciplining you or discipling you so teaching you So that when you become an adult or you're mature, you are able to decide what you want, make a decision, and go for it. Okay? So, for example, um, every successful person who is able to get, keep, and thrive in a job has learned some basis of being self-disciplined, right? So when the alarm goes off in the morning, you are disciplined enough that you get up and you say, okay, it's time to go. Um, You do something to prepare your body to be able to go to work. (laughs) Some of us have uh, a a much shorter or a much longer routine, totally dependent on on you and what you want. Um, But the point is that over time, you have developed these habits, you have become disciplined So that you can be successful in your environment all right now hey listen i know some of you are probably like okay michelle i know it's early on a friday but this is really common sense stuff yes yes you're right and common sense is a flower that doesn't grow in everyone's garden (laughs) so we're just going to kind of hang here for just a minute okay um I lately, I'd say probably in the last 10 years or so, I have been fascinated reading people's biographies and autobiographies. So I never would have thought that I would have gotten into this kind of reading, but it it really is fascinating. I love hearing people's stories, right? And I am amazed at how many successful people, um, not only in current time, but in, in past history, that they have started from, you know, not not such a, a great start, right? There's a book out there, it's called Cradles of Eminence, um, and the the whole premise behind the book is that it, it walks through hundreds of successful people in all walks of life, and what it finds is that a good majority of them, um, you know, they, they didn't have a great start, but they had certain things in their life that went well for them. Okay. some of them might have been, you know, maybe they were poor, but they had a supportive family or um, this group of people. Maybe they didn't have a supportive family, but they had more finances. Right. It's a great book if you're ever interested. So most successful people at one time or another, I'd say all of them, had to make a decision. They had to decide what do I want out of my life and what am I willing to give to make that happen? That right there is self-discipline, okay? And you can't lead other people to success of any kind unless you are self-disciplined. Think about this in a, a home and family kind of context. Let's say you're a parent, right? And you're wanting to help your children to grow up to be the most successful individuals they can be. You cannot help them to be successful if you do not teach them how to be disciplined. And you can't teach them how to be disciplined unless you're disciplined yourself. So when you've learned how to, you know, get up and kind of slay your day, as one of my mentors calls it, you can teach your children. Okay, the same applies in the workplace. Let's say you are a team leader or you're a manager or you're the boss, right? You have to be self-disciplined and be able to share that as an example so that your people can catch that. Okay? So as is the case with just about everything we talk about on these Friday calls, we are really asking you to look at yourself first. Okay? So I know it's really, really tempting to, to take down some notes and thoughts and say, "Oh yes, I'm going to share this at my next next staff meeting." Feel free to do that. However, before you share it, I really need you to spend a little bit of time thinking about how does this apply to me. Um, in my, uh, I wasn't. This isn't part of the script, and kind of going off the script here. But in my reading this morning, um, there was this this like little half a page of notes and I almost skipped it honestly uh, at the end of my reading and it said okay for every one minute that you read you know about whatever this concept was you have to spend or no every five minutes you have to spend 15 minutes in practice and application and it kind of startled me a little bit and I stopped and I was thinking and I was like, oh, isn't that true? Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I'm typically what I'll do is I'll go and I'll read a book and I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I'll move on. Right? Or maybe I'll take a um, an online course. And as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, this material is so good. Right? And then whoever's running it will say, okay, now go do this exercise. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't have time for that. Well, so now it's making me think, huh? Okay, I got a five minutes of reading and fifteen minutes of practice. So um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with that, but I thought, well, I'll share that with you. But it does fit along with our self discipline that we're talking about today. All right. So, John Maxwell always talks about how everything worthwhile is uphill. Now, I've seen John talk about this probably a dozen times. Uh, He has some version of it in just about every book he writes. Uh, When I was with him in Paraguay in May, he actually did this um, presentation, uh, obviously, with an interpreter for about 10,000 people. and it was fascinating to watch him and his interpreter do it because John just has a way of uh, moving his body to illustrate this. Uh, I wish I was on a, a, a in live with you because then you could see me. Um, but he says everything worthwhile is uphill, and when he talks about this, he really breaks it down and he says everything, not some things, not work things not home things, everything, everything. And one of my other mentors was fond of saying um, everything matters. And so it's something that I've kind of been ruminating on a little bit. So everything and worthwhile. So think about that. Um, the worthwhile things in your life, what would those be? What is worthwhile to you? So, what are the important things? What are the things that you can't do without? So, for example, this morning I was uh, in my my thinking time. I was um, I usually do I am statements, and then uh, the things that I'm grateful for. And I I often think about a term that that was told to me years ago that said, "What if you woke up tomorrow?" With only the things you were thankful for today, and so I was writing down. Okay, if if I woke up tomorrow with only what I was thankful for today, and if I could pick the things that I absolutely had to have, what would that be? Now I'm not going to tell you everything that was on my list. Go make your own list. Don't cheat off of me. <laughs> but um, anything you would put on that list is worthwhile everything on that list is worthwhile so everything worthwhile is uphill so think about when was the last time um you you climbed a hill so uh i used to live in uh, tennessee with my family and tennessee you know has mountains and hills all, all over the place where I live currently in the middle of Michigan, it's pretty flat, as in like you can stand on a coffee can and see just about 10 miles from here, right? However, I remember when we would take walks when I was a kid, and I was like, please only do one hill. <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, and some some very crazy runner friends of mine love to go into certain places uh, around the country and run on these hills because they they just they're crazy. (laughs) Uh, But everything worthwhile is uphill. It's harder to go uphill, isn't it? You know, you get to a point where you're like, oh, my gosh, is this ever going to be done? Right? So the things that are worthwhile, um, maybe you had on your list, I know on my list, I had um, my relationship with my husband. That is worthwhile. And that takes work, doesn't it? my relationship with my kids, my business, right? Everything worthwhile is uphill. Okay? If if it's going to be something that you want, I guarantee you you are going to have to work to get it. Now, there are ways to work smarter and not harder, you know, that's probably for another call. Um, But you can't just decide, hey, I'm going to have X, Y, and Z and not have to walk uphill for it. Some hills are shorter than others, right? Some hills are easier to climb. I love when John says this. He says, you can't go uphill with downhill habits. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. So think about that. Let's say, uh, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people lately who want to um, take their ability to lead and communicate in a different format. So, for example, um, many of my clients want to be able to do run a staff meeting really well, or they want to be able to give a presentation at a conference, or they want to be able to, you know, stand on stage and, and provide an inspiring speech, right? So they're working on this form of communication. Well, so that's worthwhile, right? And it's important, and it's definitely uphill. Now, here's what happens. is You can't just get up on stage, and because you want it, have it be so, right? It, it takes years of practice and intentional practice. So, for example, going back to what I shared for my reading this morning, Five minutes of reading, fifteen minutes of practice. So for example, if you're gonna get up and you're gonna um you know give a, a ten minute speech for for ten minutes of of talking, you're probably gonna have to spend at least at least fifty minutes or I would say more like two to three hours thinking about how you're going to be intentional with that ten minutes. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. So you're trying to go uphill to reach your goal, but you've also got to have uphill habits, getting the work in, right? Now here's what happens is that the more that you do that and the more you become proficient, and the more that you are um, challenged in such a way that in the moment you've also got to be creative, right? So you have a plan, but then in the moment, oh yeah, okay, let's do this, right? For example, a couple weeks ago, I was asked to come in and and speak to a group of people. I was told it would be 30 people that were at a certain level in uh, in their work and that they had certain issues and challenges they were dealing with, right? Well, I come in to find out that is not the case and only two of the 30 people were actually at that level. Everybody else was uh, much farther below. And so in the moment, I had to say, you know what, here's my plan, and hmm, let's get a little creative, right? Because I have walked uphill in this arena over and over and over again, it's like my legs are ready for that hill. Does that make sense? Anytime you're coming on a hill that's bigger than you've ever uh, approached before, it's going to take a lot more work. So it's a new goal, a new dream, a new desire, right? When you come on a hill that you walk every single day for your, you know, 10 years, that's no big deal. You don't even see it as a hill anymore. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay, so there's also no such thing as accidental achievement. I mean, let's think about that. You don't get to the top of the mountain and say, oh, look, uh, I, I, wow, I really wasn't paying attention. Um, how did we get to the top of this mountain, <laughs> right? You don't forget to achieve something monumental, okay? So the point here is you know where you're going and you know how to get there. And so why would you choose to have habits that would bring you down the hill or down the mountain When you could just as easily choose the habits that will bring you up the mountain. Okay. uh, Let me flip here. I've got a poem I wanted to read you. I think this is so good. I'm actually thinking about having this mounted on my wall. Um, This one is from poet Edgar A. Guest. He wrote a poem called Keep Going. It says, when things go wrong as they sometimes will and the road you're trudging seems all uphill when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh when care is pressing you down a bit rest if you must but don't quit life is queer with twists and with its twists and turns as every one of us sometimes learns and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems far. So stick to the fight when you hardest hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. I love that. You know, that that really makes me think about this idea of fact versus truth. So in, in this uh self-disciplined area, I found that for me, the area that I need the most discipline in is my thinking. And maybe the same is true for you. I find that out of my thinking, everything else flows, okay? So um, facts versus truth. So there is a fact of a matter and there's the truth of the matter. So a great example is uh, finances. So my husband and I sat down, we were looking at our finances last night, and just to put everything in perspective, uh, I am building my business full time. I'm also trying to finish my Ph.D. dissertation, so that's taking a good chunk of my time out. Um, And we have three kiddos who are 10, 12, and almost 15, so they have all of their things in life, right? And my husband is working a full-time job, and just for kicks and giggles, we are trying to build um, our real estate business. So, with all of that said, because of uh, many different factors, okay, I'm not going to go into all of that, but many different factors, as we're sitting down to do our finances last night, I had just a moment of panic and fear and worry, like, how are we going to do this? And then I had to self-correct, because I said, you know what the fact of the matter is? I don't have any money. I mean please don't come to me asking for a loan because you're not going to get it, okay? But that's the fact of the matter. The truth of the matter is very different. See, the truth of the matter is that right now, while things are really rough and tough, I know that good is coming from this because we might be in that, that climb on our hill that's the hardest, that's you know, our our legs are hurting, we're out of breath, we're sweating, we don't know where we're going to be able to get the energy to continue on. I can guarantee you that's where we are in our finances. And the truth of the matter is that if we just keep going, we're going to get beyond this point. So I, I say that because somebody listening needs to know everything worthwhile is uphill all of these things that our family are reaching and striving for i know i know the truth of the matter is all of that is coming towards us and we just have to keep going okay so we've talked a little bit about this uh, next idea some. And, and for those of you who have attended some of my leadership trainings in the past couple of years, you've probably heard me hit on this. When we're talking about discipline, it's really, really, really important to talk about our daily five. So the daily five are the five things that you know you want to do every day. So not can do, not think you should do, not ought to do, but want to do every day that fill you up. So they give you a sense of satisfaction, um, a sense of, wow, I've just kind of stoked the fire, right? Uh, And they help you to become a better person. Okay, they may be things that you are already proficient at. They could be things that, uh, you know, maybe you've never tried before, but you want to do. But they are things that you can do Every single day. So not just Monday through Friday, but on the weekends too. Uh, not just, you know, on on normal days, but on days when you go on vacation, right? So these are things that are important to you. So I'll tell you my five. Please do not just steal my five. You absolutely may if you would like. Um, But I'm going to tell you my five and why they're my five, okay? The reason why I'm telling you about these the Daily Five again is because we're talking about this idea of self-discipline. So listen, remember the whole read five minutes, 15 minutes of application? What I'm going to ask you to do this week, because here you are, you're listening to this call, right? So you're listening for half an hour. So technically you know, you should go out and do six times 15 minutes, whatever that is, I guess that's an hour and a half of practice, just on this material. Okay, so my daily five, read, write, reflect, relate, record. Every single day, I need to read something. Already this morning, I I get up at 5.30 every morning. I've already read um, something in three different books. Okay? Read. Um, Write. I need to write something every day. Sometimes it might be a blog post. Sometimes it might be um, just something in my journal. Sometimes it's just writing my I am statements. Um, But whatever it is, I need to write because that's a process of kind of getting some of those things that I just thought about out. Uh, Reflect. So reflect is, it could be something, you know, on something that I've read or studied. It can also be something at the end of the day where I sit down and I look at my schedule and I'm like, hmm, what did I love? What did I learn? Uh, what do I want to do tomorrow because of what I knew today, right? So that has become a process within me uh over years. If you'd like to know more about reflection in general, just email me. Uh, at michelle at growbyone.com. And and let me know, hey, Michelle, I want to know more about reflection. I can add that to our schedule for for a future date. Um, So read, write, reflect, relate. So relating for me is really important. It is the ability to relate different ideas together. So these three books I read this morning, I'm like, okay, what's the commonality here, right? So it's a form of play for me. Uh, relating is also, maybe I'm going to go have a meeting with somebody and we're having a conversation and something I read a couple days ago comes to me and I'm like, oh, can I share this with you, right? Relating could be something as simple as what I'm doing right now, sharing different ideas with you, okay? So for me, that's really important because that's how my brain works. And then the last one is just record. So every single day I want to record something, whether it be in this audio format, whether it be in a video format, whether it be in written format, I want to constantly kind of track the things that um, I'm creating because I have found out over time as I'm doing these things, so these are my uphill habits, right? As I'm doing these things, I'm finding that there, it's a great way to help other people. Okay, so these are my five things that when I do them every single day, I feel great. That I have noticed over time, the days that I don't get to some of these things, especially if I don't have my study time, oh, man, you might as well just stay away from Michelle. Okay, as a matter of fact, if you see me somewhere in person, and I'm having an off day, I give you permission to ask, Michelle, did you do your daily five today? Okay, you can hold me accountable for that. So why do I do these every single day? Because they fill me up. They put me in a better frame of mind. They help me serve others in multiple ways. And they are my habits that by nine o'clock in the morning, I have been successful already. So after that, everything in the rest of the day is bonus. How would you like to start your day by nine o'clock in the morning feeling like you have already done something to fulfill you, you have uh, fulfilled your highest priorities, and you have made yourself a better person? Would that not make your life better? Yeah, I know I would. So you're, think about your five. Think about your five things and think about what is it that you truly want out of life. So for, for example, I asked somebody to think about this once and they're like, oh, I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk every day, and I said, is that feasible? Uh, Because she had said, I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk every day outside. And I said, oh, that that sounds like a great goal. Is that feasible? And she lives in northern Michigan in the Upper Peninsula. So for those of you who are listening outside of the area, that means that there are whole months in the year when it is not feasible to go for a 20-minute walk outside because of the weather. And so we just had to look at it and say, okay, what is it that you're trying to get at with this 20-minute walk? And how can you change that daily five to reflect that? So I think she she said she wanted to do 20 minutes of some sort of physical activity every day. So that uh, kind of broke open the limitations of how to do it. Okay? So your homework this week is to go through and figure out what are your five things? and ask yourself, how can I be the most successful person? And do a a really deep kind of reflection and say, am I living a self-disciplined life? Am I doing these uphill habits? Or maybe you might even ask yourself, what are some of my downhill habits, right? The things that, that aren't helping me reach my goals but are kind of hindering me, okay? So do your reflection, make sure you write something down because there's magic in in, uh, thinking and writing down your thoughts, okay? So next week, we're gonna focus on this idea of problem solving, especially from the point of view of uh, you as a leader leading other people to solve problems. Okay? All right, I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week. Take some time to enjoy your weekend. Get outside, be in nature, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.